This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. After a two-year hiatus, the Freedom Film Fest 2022 returns back on the ground and with the theme Pandemic Dua Darjat or Pandemic of Inequality. So the film set to be screened will bring fresh, diverse but also critical perspectives on the theme and will feature some 34 socially themed films from all over the world that were made just before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm going to find out more about what's in store at this year's festival from Anna Ha. She's the festivalist director and also the co-founder of the Freedom Film Network, which organises the fest. Welcome, Anna. How are you today? Yes. Uh, hi, Juliet. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excited, excited yeah. right? <laughs> so I think crunch time now, right? Just a couple more weeks till the festival kicks off on the 9th of September. Um, and yes, back on the ground after two years. Um, I guess it must be quite madness, right, for you and the team? <laughs> yes, yes. It's like, um, yeah, after two years of not exercise, suddenly you're doing a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the theme first, maybe. Yeah, so Pandemic Dura Darjat or Pandemic of Inequality. Why was that the chosen theme for this year? Mm, yeah, we would try to kind of uh, use it as a play of word like that. Lah. I mean, of course, pandemic was on everybody's mind. When you say pandemic, they straight away think of COVID-19, which of course is uh, very important. And we wanted uh, to encourage people to document what was actually happening on the ground. But we also, you know, being a human rights festival, wanted to also point out that there's also another pandemic that is, uh, has always been around that actually makes this COVID-19 worse for uh, people. And that's the pandemic of inequality. Mm-hmm. You know, the inequality is already happening in society. And then it becomes worse when it comes to, you know, a, th- a time of crisis like what happened with the COVID-19. Yeah. So it's kind of a mixture of both, you know. So... In this festival, you get films about the pandemic and also films that, uh, you know, uh, reflect how our society is really, really um, not equal. And the fact that the dua darjat, you know, as we say, is so much in our society today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, you know, the pandemic really heightened all of it, really brought it to the fore, isn't it? It was so clear. Um, So, yeah. So these are films that kind of tackle that, right? And this year's edition will feature 12 Malaysian films, am I correct? Uh, Supported by the Freedom Film Network uh, that were made during the pandemic. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about some of the films? I understand four were produced uh, under the annual grant program. Yeah. So um, there, there are 12, and we're very happy to have 12. That's quite a big uh, number for us. That's because we have not been uh, organized. We didn't organize a festival last year as well. Right. So it's a total of uh, two years of uh, work. And um, yeah, so um, every year we give out this annual film grant. So this, uh, and we chose, uh, we, chose, we chose two winners a year to receive the grant, and they will make their films. So this year we have four. And they're, they're really great. Lah. And um, they, I think these four films, um, they really talk about um, the, the, the theme very well. And uh, one of it is uh, called Grayscale, mm. which is about um, uh, an aging uh, lady, who's senior lady, um, who's living alone, trying to, um, in, in the middle of Georgetown, and um, during a pandemic. Can you imagine? I mean, it's really terrible living alone, you know, trying to, you know, brave the traffic of, you know, yeah. Georgetown, etc. And here you have the pandemic, you know. And she doesn't even have a handphone, so she can't get into anywhere. So basically, uh, it is a really nice film about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So existing conditions of, you know, um, that is maybe caused by uh, urban planning, no, not 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 well thought of, and mm-hmm. then exacerbated by uh, the pandemic. 
So there's things like that. And then uh, another one was actually about, uh, it's also very interesting, which is uh, the film called Jiwa Pandidik by uh, Rama Fauzi. So um, her mother's a teacher, right? <laughs> so she actually followed her mother and uh, the, the teachers in that school, which used to be an old school, and kind of like give an, give a, give an insight uh, to how teachers teachers handle the pandemic, you know? Aye. Because while we all talk about, oh my God, students cannot cannot cope, right? But these are teachers whose responsibility is to to teach and to make sure the children do well. Yeah. So can you imagine? And they're as under-resourced as the children and sometimes even more technologically inept, you know? Exactly. Oh <laughs> so, my goodness. Yeah. So it's, I think it's a very special film as well. And then, of course, uh, we have one about uh, mental health. You know, of course, that's big during the pandemic. But this one's quite special because um, it's done uh, through animation uh, by a, a, a graphic designer. Okay. And uh, he's kind of documenting uh, the story of uh, his friend who's also an artist uh, who uh, has a schizophrenia, right. you know. Right. And actually, it's really, really a hidden thing. But they do face a lot of discrimination. You know, uh, so this film through animation, through um, real life interviews, uh, will give us an idea, and I think it's really good food for thought. You know, mm-hmm. that actually, uh, yeah, a lot of things that I so didn't know, such as, um, you know, you have a mental health issue, it's not really supported in your insurance policies. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like that. And the and the last one is about um, uh, it's called Kanran Kan Hai. Uh, it's about the community in uh, Janjaro in, in Kuala uh, in Kuala Langat. Yes. And um, Kuala Langat, because it's quite near to the Klang port and stuff, has been earmarked for like uh, recycling, you know, a place where the industry for recycling is happening. Yeah. But the community there, who's been living there longer, uh, for very, very long, maybe five generations or what, are kind of like trying to deal with it, trying to cope with um, what they feel is like the worsening of their environment, quality of lifestyle. And also taking the authorities to account, you know, yeah. really trying to find out is this, uh, you know, uh, is this level of, um, you know, a discharge uh, safe for my family, etc. So, yeah, so I think all four films really, really do carry these two themes, you know, of how to handle it during COVID and the fact that there was already all this, um, you know, uh, inequality and, you know, uh, this. Uh, unbalance of power happening already. Yeah. yeah. And I think over in Kuala Langat as well, I mean, there's a lot of illegal recycling centres, isn't it? And they were fighting it and, uh, you know, yes. uh, is, uh, yeah, so many activists there. Uh, so I guess this is like sort of documenting all of uh, those different issues as well in, in some sense, yeah? Uh, a little bit. Yes. A little bit, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, because uh, the, the thing is that um, they also have a lot of successes. It's a community that has fought hard. Yes. They have not been able to um, so-called... Uh, eliminate or you know uh, close down this whole uh, industry yes, but they yeah. have managed to because they are so active you know they really bring to account you know like okay what's happening can you do this is this illegal you know they are so active that they managed to they have successfully um, make the authorities you know uh, yeah. bring these uh, industries to account. Yeah. Mm. Okay, alright. So that those are the four that were just the grant uh, awardees, right? But there's, um, and I, I'm not going to make you go through all of the other films, but there are so many other films and they're local and international again, isn't it? A mix. Yes, yes, yes. I uh, just want to point out uh, the other ones that are quite special for me is the, the Orang Asli films. Uh, they were done by the young Orang Asli girls themselves. Yeah. And uh, we, we did it like actually one two years ago and we have one new addition to that film but the, I think 
what will be interesting is to come to the festival and see the girls themselves share about their experience. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really uh, the great, the great, I mean, the journey that they've had, uh, uh, you know, from, from making the production one, two years ago to now, you know, they actually, from making the films, they have their own YouTube channel even now. Wow. You know, yeah, so uh, yeah, please yeah. Uh, just, just come in and uh, just watch them, you know. You'll be, I don't know, we're very proud of this this group of girls as well, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we have other films that uh, we had uh, helped uh, produce. And I think uh, one of the very, very interesting ones is actually uh, something called Rasa Dan Asa. So it is uh, actually a film which um, which is made by uh, Indonesian domestic workers in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one, they don't come out very often, you know. You know, they don't have their Sundays off one day exactly, off. Yeah. So, uh, so how do you make the film? So they use Zoom, they use their handphones, you know, and they kind of like, they had a really great support system online, you know. They have like uh, meals together, you know, they would support one another. So this whole film documents this uh, spirit of camaraderie and solidarity and also talk about, of course, their challenges of being here. Yeah. But again, if you come for that screening, we're expecting around 100 uh, Indonesian domestic workers to be there. Awesome. So uh, I think the first time you would get to see this kind of, um, you know, uh, this group and this power coming together to to, to kind of like, to really um, say this is, what, this is what we're all about and this is, you know, we, you know, their voices will be heard. Lah. And they're part of an organisation, isn't it? Uh, there's yes, a, a yes. Pertimig, isn't it? Indonesian yes. Migrant Domestic Workers Association of Malaysia. They're, they're all coming together for this, right? Yes, yes. It's under Pertimig. And uh, Pertimig is an organisation. Uh, they're trying to organise themselves. But apparently our, our laws don't actually, um, you know, permit something like that. I see. And um, I mean, one of the things that they, they really um, kind of... Um, wanting to uh, change or advocate for is actually this thing called Schedule 1, which is in our law. Remember we had that uh, minimum wage, uh, yes. you know? Yeah. You know that, that doesn't, it, it doesn't uh, count or uh, domestic, domestic workers are not included work. in that. Yes. Yeah, so that's something that they want to share with the Malaysians as well mm-hmm. to make them understand, uh, you know, that domestic work is still work of and course. they're workers, you know? So they should, by right, have the same rights as every other worker. Yeah, mm. a day off yeah. at least, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I, and that, that film actually uh, is, is being screened together with another very special film which is called Homebound. You know what I mean? There's, uh, I think domestic workers everywhere have the same issues. So there are Indonesian uh, uh, workers who domestic workers have gone also to Thai, Taiwan and Saudi Arabia and stuff. So this is like an animated, uh, very, very well done animated um, film about a domestic worker in Taiwan who got stuck, couldn't come back during the lockdown. Okay. And um, the impact producer will be there as well. You know, her name is Sofia Santiorini. So um, these two films are combined and I think it gives us a very good picture um, of um, the the issue. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So there's a huge, uh, you, yeah, over 30 films. Um, Any from the international uh, selection that you'd want to bring up? I see also this, uh, you know, not just uh, East uh, West Malaysia, there's also films about uh, East Malaysia as well, Orang Asli Rights, uh, uh, all, all of that as well in the mix as well, yeah? Yes. Uh, I'll just tell you two more Malaysian ones. Go for it. Which, uh, we, uh, we also supported. Uh, one of it, I mean, they're quite current. Number one is, uh, it's a film about the Nangiri Dam. Mm. So that's uh, happening in Kelantan and uh, I mean, project is on. And apparently, uh, it was said that, um, I mean, it, it was carried in the media that, um, yeah, I mean, the Orang Asli community there is okay with it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but uh, what happened was uh, 
uh, uh, orang asli filmmaker uh, who's made films for FFF before, his name is Shafi Idris. Mm-hmm. Um, he went, he just went lah to Nangiri and he spoke to the community there, and we got a very very different um, story. So that that story will you you can see it and you will hear uh, some of the you know uh, orang asli speak about it. Uh, at that thing, it's called uh, it's just called Negeri Dam Suara Bantahan Orang. I see or something like that. Yeah. And there's another one um is from Sarawak. And uh this one is really nice because it's is um kind of made totally by a Sarawakian team, mm-hmm. you know? Uh and um it's it's it's, it's a story uh, about uh this community. Actually, I think in Sarawak is kind of a age old, you know, <laughs> like forever there's this issue of yeah. land. Uh, but uh, I think What's interesting is um, they they they're looking at it as now internal colonization. You know that it's how land they term it as internal colonization because it's it's massive, and it takes away everything. You know <laughs> it yeah. chases them out. You know and uh, yeah and it, somehow they they lose their rights. Yeah, but um, it's 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 a really nice story. Um, and uh, yeah, just watch this uh, story really, really told and made from the point of view of the communities, and it it really looks different lah, uh, okay. because it's made by them. Okay. You know, uh, so that's another one. It's called Balui Kanoi. I've got it. Bal- Balui Kanokai. Yes, yes. Yeah, it means my ancestral land, something like that. Okay, Mm. all right. Okay, Mm. amazing, uh, amazing lineup of films. Uh, But, you know, aside from the films as well, of course, there will be uh, Freedom Film Talks, there'll be masterclasses, all those sorts of things. Can you just briefly tell us about that? So, um, we have uh, two very uh, interesting talks. One of it is about impact, you know, Mm. impact producing. Uh, We have the global director of uh, The Good Pitch, of Dog Society. Yeah. Dog Society is a very um, kind of well-known uh, international um, company or organization that tries to use documentaries to connect worldwide, you know, audience like that. Lah. And, and, and the workshop that Melinda, the speaker is going to do is called The Impact of Art and the Art of Impact, you know. Okay. So she's going to talk about her experience uh, all over the world, Dog Society's experience in um, using films Uh, how 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 films can have an impact, you know, film film as in art, you know, and uh, and uh, how um yeah so and how this impact has been, you know, okay. so she she gives us sharing and so and it kind of like uh I think it will be a very interesting talk. This talk is um kind of supported by the British Council, yeah, and the other one that uh, we're also very excited about is um. Uh, a kind of regular guest at the festival. Uh, it's a filmmaker, a UK-based filmmaker called um, Sean McAllister. Okay. Yeah, uh, his film has won uh, best film at the festival. Uh, he is um, going to. He has a very interesting story. Uh, okay, his his talk is going to be about uh, bringing social stories through character-driven films. But so why he chose this topic? He suggested this topic, and he said that you know when I was young. And I was like, I come from a poor community and I was, uh, was a high school dropout, you know. And I was very into like uh, angry with the government. So I used to make uh, self-taught, uh, po- very polemical, no polemical films. Hmm. And no one watched it. <laughs> and then suddenly I went to film school. Oh, I see. This is how you should make character-driven films, you know. And since then, you know, his films have gone worldwide. So he wants to share um, how, you know, the yeah. art of, uh, you know, making 
no making the stories come alive and they tell their own stories. So that's uh, something uh, quite looking forward to. Okay. And then there's a uh, I think the one the thing that I think uh, I want to also uh, share and I hope people will come for it is that uh, actually the Freedom Film Network for the past two years we've been actually archiving all footages, no, archiving all the footages that uh, of. Uh, the civil society movement that we have collected, especially uh, from the Pusat Komas collection. Okay. Because we, uh, Pusat Komas had been documenting uh, civil society movement uh, demonstrations and, you know, action since the early 90s. That's right. So, yeah. you've got thousands and thousands of uh, tapes and footages, you know, hours of stuff, which in the past two years, we had been um, kind of digitizing. And the dream is to have, uh, and actually it's not a dream, it's already in reality. We, we, we're calling it the Archive Film Rakyat. It's going to be an archive which, uh, where you can get anybody who wants footages of like things about social movement in Malaysia. Uh, we're going to make a system that you, you will make it accessible to you. Yeah, and we're launching it at the, at the festival. Okay. And uh, yeah, so the the thing we, the thing is that actually we are realizing that actually archives is another way of telling social stories. For sure. And uh, yeah, and then we have uh, also a, a Dutch uh, filmmaker. His name is Peter Van Huusty. He will be here, and he will be sharing about his films, his international films, which use archive to make a feature film. Can you imagine? It's like. Um, you know, a feature film is like 90 minutes, right? Yeah. And it's just made of archive That's and still so engaging and dramatic. So we have uh, one example that we will be featuring. It's a film called They Call Me Babu. Yeah? Yes, uh, yes. So that film is really, I think it's quite interesting. I mean, I think history buff Indonesians, you know, uh, you know, uh, Indonesian historians or, you know, interested in the kind of, these kind of things would, would, would like to see it. But it's also very, very creative, lah, you know, and uh, so surprisingly engaging. You know, uh, it's just made up of um, uh, footage of Dutch in the, uh, you know, uh, Indonesia in the 60s or something like that, no? Yeah. And actually, it tells the story of um, nannies, you know, uh, the the nannies, uh, the Indonesian nannies who used to work for Dutch families. Mm. Yeah, so it's their story. It's really an unheard story, yeah. but being told through archives uh, of Indonesia during that era. Okay. So that's something... Yeah, interesting. Okay. And the, the last thing, last thing, is because you see, um, social filmmaking, people think like, oh, sometimes oh, I just make documentaries, you know, but there's so many different ways to, to skin the cat. Yeah. And I think uh, to, to, to build the capacity of people and to at least just, you know, um, get them interested. The other way is actually through investigations, you know. Mm-hmm. So lots of, lots of people, um, like journalists, you mean like, oh, there's something that seems really interesting. But how do you turn like, some uh, this investigation into a story, a film story. So that's what uh, we'll have a workshop on that by um, an award-winning gen- uh, uh, investigative journalist called uh, TC Chan TC uh, Tao Cho. His name is Chan Tao Cho, and uh, he's he's really good. I think in that, if you come for the the talk, I think in that one two hours you get uh, an idea already, and you can be empowered to you know apply it, I think, into work. So we're really hoping to get um, young journalists or even old journalists, doesn't matter, anybody. I was going to say, can a 40-year-old radio producer (laughs) come? Of course. (laughs) With special invite. Excellent, thank you. Yeah, okay, and last thing that I also want to share, I have a very special guest in a very special um, segment. Um, We managed to get uh, the producer of Spilt Gravy on uh, Rice, Mm. uh, Zarul Al-Bakri. 
to uh, come and share with the festival and our audience about uh, his journey trying to get his films, Philip Gravy, through censorship. It took him eight years and a lot of people don't know the inside story, you know. Yeah. It's great that they, it, we finally got to see it. But the journey and how it impacted, you know, the team himself and, you know, what actually goes in, what, what actually happens inside, how's the negotiation. I think, uh, yeah, he, he says he will share. So, yeah, if you're interested, you like the film and you want to hear about film censorship, you know, at least understand how censorship works in Malaysia. I think that is the another uh, good session for us, yeah. Okay, all right. So, um, I mean, there's so many things there and I guess, you know, I mean, everything is happening at different times and all of that, but folks just need to head to the Freedom Film Network's uh, website, isn't it? Just search for freedomfilm.my slash FFF2022. I think everything is there, isn't it? Uh, yes. But correct me if I'm wrong, for festival passes and entry to all festival screenings, that's strictly uh, via registration on uh, via CloudTix, am I correct? Yes. Yeah, so basically you can either go direct to CloudTix and get passes and see what films are available mm -hmm. or you can go to our website. But in both ways, you need to register. Okay. Just something short like your name, your email and whatever. Okay. And then uh, then you will then get like a barcode scan okay. and that one you bring to the festival with you. And uh, we have like a, a small donation that you can give us. Yeah. But if you need concession, please just uh, write in to us. I mean, really, uh, we don't want the cost to be the real factor why you cannot be there. Okay. You know, the festival is for everybody. Lah. Mm. Okay. Okay. But yes, we have to register because, you know, we have to. Please. Yes, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yes. Yes, uh, we're quite strict about that. Uh, but yeah, please uh, support us. And um, yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, to people who are still thinking of coming, I think if you come... Just come for the experience. Uh, I mean, you can watch film anytime on your own, but being together, uh, you know, at a festival, listening to the filmmakers and the, you know, the the protagonists of the films, and being able to meet everybody there, I think that's what a festival is supposed to be. Yeah. And hopefully, it will strengthen us, lah. You know, to be, you know, to I don't know, brace what's coming up in Malaysia. You know, to. <laughs> And everything else, I still give us hope. Yes, I mean, uh, your archives, you know, I mean, it's perfect timing. We're heading into the elections. We re need to remember all the things that's been happening so that archive thing is really going to be uh, come in helpful. And of course, you know, we forgot to mention that all screenings will be followed uh, by interactive discussions with the filmmakers or resource persons, isn't it? So you get to meet the filmmakers. That's another reason why you should head there. Yes, and, uh, definitely. Uh, we have, uh, we also have like, just a last mention is like uh, filmmakers from Myanmar, Cambodia, uh, the Philippines, yeah. uh, you know, so you will get also this, uh, you know, if you want to hear about what's happening in those uh, in those countries, you you just have to come for the sessions and I think you get a really good insight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, mm. thank you so much, Anna, you know, for uh, breaking all of that down. You know, sounds really exciting. I will see you there. Um, it's happening from the 9th to the 17th of September at PJ Live Arts Theatre at Jaya One. Again, you know, you can get your festival pass or entry to any of the screenings by registering. That's really important. You have to register. Uh, you can do that via CloudTix. Or, but, you know, for all information to read about the programs, to read about everything that's happening, just head to freedomfilm.my slash FFF2022 all the information is there. My thanks again to Anna Ha, Festival Director and Co-Founder of the Freedom Film Network. We were talking about the Freedom Film Festival 2022. If you miss any part of our conversation, just download the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.